Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. How are you guys doing today? Today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to stay on the Dean, especially in the West. Yeah. This dude didn't let me say assalamu alaikum. Yeah, alaikum assalamu alaikum, guys. I'm here too. You know, I'm good. I'm good too, man. Thanks for asking. Who? What? Asked. Anyways, all right. I'm just blame. I'm just blame. Okay. Anyways. But yeah, so I had I had a couple like we had a couple questions come at us asking us like oh how do we how do we stay on Dean if we're living in a place like the West or how do we get closer to Allah living in that type of place because you know there's a lot of fitna around there's so many trials and tribulations around the West and we live we live in the West we know what it's like you know we've seen uh, the type of fitness people are talking about you know there's there's violence you know gun violence mm-hmm. um, there's people chasing wealth. Woman. Yeah, there's women. Woman. <laughs> For the man. Yeah. Man, you, you know, I never liked that question, like, oh, how do how can I stay on Dean? Well well I mean you don't like it's, that. It's question. a it's a good question, but like, bro, it's like saying it's like there's two types of people in this world. Say that we're going through a forest. There's a person who only sees the trees and there's a person who sees the end goal, the path, who sees the way through the trees. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is gonna make it to the end of the forest first? The, the person who sees the path. path. The point the one who's focused on the goal, the one who's focused, lasered. Well, I think the first question you need to ask yourself is how do you get on Dean, right? Because like once you get there, yeah, you could fall off, but there has to be a lot that has to be done for you to fall off if you're already, you know, practicing as a Muslim. Especially if you're practicing in a way that you know, like you're you're steadfast, you're trying to be steadfast, and you know you're trying to follow the truth. Like Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, He tells us He doesn't aim to make it hard for us. But if you look at like um, history. The place that you're in doesn't matter for the way you practice Islam. Look at the Muslims who, who, like the first Muslims in our Ummah, right? In the time of the Prophet and the Sahaba. Look at the, where they lived. They lived in Mecca, the, where the Quraysh, like they, they uh, oper- uh, had that territory. Like they operated in that territory. And they were the worst of people. They were alcoholics. They were non-believers. You know, a lot of them, they took other gods as gods as well as Allah. Because um, yeah, they knew Allah existed, but yeah. they worship other gods. You know, like let's say through God, through Him, or you know, besides Him. Yeah, you know, exactly. just just being mushriks. You mm-hmm. know, exactly the worst sin in Islam. And you know, the Muslims there who who follow the Prophet Sallam, Yeah, he's the he's the best of creation. But they followed him, and they didn't they didn't turn away. They were they were able to stay steadfast even in the times where they were ridiculed, they were abused, they were uh, they went through a time of like famine and. Um, like they were poor and in poverty, they had to fight just because of their religion. Exactly, they had to fight just because of who they were and who, what they believed in, because they chose to believe in one true God. That was it. Mm-hmm. But see, and then like nowadays, oh yeah, you see, you see some things that weren't seen back then. Like you see, uh, people half naked on the internet. People are um, selling their souls to you know acquire money, acquire wealth. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot Same. of the, yeah, there's a lot more things that. Um, People harm. care about, you know, people care about their reputation a lot more, especially online, because, you know, you have a digital footprint. If you put something online, it's, it's going to be there forever. Mm-hmm. So people are caring that a lot, uh, about that a lot more. So they're trying to find a way to, like, how can I, how can I combat this, you know, with my deen? And the first thing you got to ask yourself is, do you truly believe in the first pillar of Islam? The first pillar of Islam is the shahada. But what is the first word in the shahada? First word is ashadu, right? Mm-hmm. I bear witness. You're not truly, you're not looking, you're not looking at anything, but you're bearing witness in your heart that there's no God worthy of worship but Allah. There's none worthy of worship but Allah. And then the, the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his messenger and his slave. His slave and his messenger. You don't worship the Prophet. You only worship Allah, but you follow the way, the, the example of the Prophet, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to look at yourself. You have to say, do I truly believe this? 
Because if you truly believe that, then like, then that's where you can start looking at, oh yeah, your prayer, your zakah, your psalm, and your hajj. You can start looking at those things. But if you have to truly find belief first, that's what makes you a Muslim first, is your belief. Because once you have the belief, you know you're a Muslim. Mm -hmm. And Wallahi, you just mentioned the five pillars of Islam. For someone who wants to stay like on their religion and on their way of life, you want to have a good base structure. Because if, you, if your structure can fall easily, then it's not really your way of life, is yeah, it? Exactly. So we have five pillars in Islam. And if you want to stay on your deen, you want to look at those five pillars and you want to master those five pillars so that you have a base, strong structure of Islam. With, those, with that strong base, you'll never fall. I promise you. And also, one thing I, wanted, I was definitely going to bring up, like as a Muslim, as someone who grew up in the West, as someone who had to, you know, combat like these these opposing views, like atheism being like growing so rapidly today, and also Christianity and Judaism and all these other faiths that were coming in my face, especially in school, because you know schools and the government they're taught to be secular, they're taught to like not truly preach religion. Yeah, but you know, God out of the but picture. you know, if I look back at me in school and living in America, how many um, Muslim teachers I had? Zero, except for the ones that were at the mosque. How many were Christian? Probably all of them. How many were atheists? Probably a few of them. You know, that type of stuff. You know, they weren't taught to, you know, they were either taught to not speak on religion or if they did, then they, you know, they'd speak on their own. You know, they'd say like, oh, like, uh, or, you know, Jesus loves her or something like that. You know, they'd speak in a way like that. And I'd be like, bro, that's not what I believe in. And then they'd try to ask me questions about my faith or ask me like why I believe that and why I don't believe in this and that. And... Really coming up, uh, coming up with Islam, it was like when I find when I found Islam and I was getting closer to Allah, I got to a spot where I was like, bro, I know more than you about your faith than you know about mine. You know, I could tell you, I could tell you about your faith, and I could tell you why I feel like it's wrong, and at the same time, I could tell you why I feel like mine is right. But they couldn't do the same for, uh, to me because of what contradiction you gonna find in the Quran? What mistake you gonna find in the Quran? You ain't gonna find one, right? And when, when I have that type of confidence in myself, then how are you going to lose? How are you going to say, how can I stay on Dean in the West? How are you going to stay on Dean anywhere if, you, if you're worried about where you live, if you're worried about your surroundings? Mm. You know, what we Wait. were, he, he showed me, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to let you like, he showed me uh, the podcast with Muhammad Hijab, and he was talking about uh, what the Quran does in controlling our desires, how it helps us control our desires. Yep. Mm -hmm. So I was going to get to the point, right? Like, when we, when we talk about how to stay on Dean, you know, in the West or, you know, matter of fact, anywhere, right? Because, you know, you got to stay on the Dean, right? <clears throat> we have to look back at the true purpose of our life. You know, why, what is, what is the ultimate purpose of life? <laughs> like, and Allah says in the Quran, you know, he has not created mankind or jinn kind except for his worship, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it, it's a lot deeper than just, you know, the way it sounds, right? Not just worship as in prayer, right? But as in being a good person, you know, knowing that no one or nothing has the right to be worshiped except God, right? So knowing that your society, the friends you're around, the things, the things, your desires, the, you know, the things that you love, the things that you uh, follow blindly, right? None of these things are worthy of your worship except Allah, right? The one true God, right? Mm -hmm. And once, once you truly come to fathom that, like, you know, like he said there, you know, there's no way to lose, right? You know, the, the five pillars of Islam, you know, even even the way that they're set, right? What comes right after the, the belief? The prayer, right? Because that's how important it is, right? You know, we, Allah tells us to pray five times a day, not for his benefit, right? Allah, doesn't, Allah doesn't get anything out of it, right? Mm -hmm. we When we pray five times a day, it's for our benefit, right? You know, you as a Muslim, right? You're going to be challenged anywhere you go. You're going to go through things anywhere. You're going to go through hardship. Even throughout your, your daily life, you go through so many things, whether you're working, whether you're seeing people, whether you get into an argument, whatever, you know, ha having this prayer 
at these certain times, right? Taking a break for a little bit and coming back and feeling refreshed. You know, you, you connect back with your Lord. You connect back with the creator. You know, just makes you feel a lot better as a person. And it keeps you steadfast. It keeps you wanting to stay on the dean. You go yeah. from wanting, from, oh, I need to go pray to, yes, I want to go pray. I, I, you know, I feel the need I need to go pray. Mm -hmm. You know, your, your, your heart urges to go pray. You want to have a conversation with Allah. You want to be with Allah, right? Yep. And yep. your relationship only gets stronger from there, right? And you just want to keep on practicing the dean. You want to spread the dean. You know, wallahi, it's crazy because... You know, the, the statement, I only created a man and jinn kind for my worship, right? Wallahi, it's an amazing statement. When you take the sweetness from that statement and you <clears throat> apply your daily lives as ibadahs, as worship yeah. for God, like say like your mother tells you to do something, you say, I'm going to do this for the sake of God. And then you, that's it, ibadah, that's sweetness from that statement. And you do that that thing that your mother asked you to do for the, to the best of your ability. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't mean turn your back on the world. Well, really, you do turn your back on the world. You know who said, Ibn Qayyim said, there's a very honorable person in Islam. Yeah. He said, the world is like a shadow. If you spend your entire life chasing your shadow, you'll never catch it. But the moment you turn your back on it, you turn your back on it, it will chase you. Yeah. It, the rest <laughs> will follow. SubhanAllah. Yeah, that's crazy. Look, um, to, add, to add to what he was saying, you said when you take, when you take the prayer and you turn it from an obligation to something that you want to do, right? So you're, instead of saying, oh, I have to do this, you're like, I want to do this, right? For myself, as a Muslim growing up and, you know, where I'm at today, it started with, you know, like, I, told, I said, you know, you have to look at the Shahada first. Do you truly believe in what the Shahada says, right? Okay, you, so you say yes. Now you look at your prayer, because the prayer is the first thing you're going to be asked about on the Day of Judgment, right? So you're looking at your prayer, and you have to take it, you have to take it from being a chore to being something you want to do. Like if you want, if you're someone who wants to go to the gym because you're disciplined and you want to look good for the sake of Allah, that type of thing, then you have to apply the same principle to prayer. Prayer has to be something you want to do. Prayer has to be like, you have to look at prayer more than just something that, you know, Allah's going to ask you about. You have to look at it as something like, this is a conversation between me and Allah. You know, I'm asking Allah to keep me guided, to keep me like mm -hmm. from falling down on the path of shaitan because there exactly. are so many people who have fallen down on that. You have to look at the Quran, right? The Quran tells you so many stories about um, nations that were destroyed, about nations uh, that came before us. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, and when you look at those, those are not just stories. Those aren't campfire stories, bro. Those stories in the Quran, they are reminders, you know, they're, they're lessons for us. Mm -hmm. that's, what the, that's what the Quran yes. is set down the, for. It's, the, it's set down with the Prophet والسلام, as a mercy to mankind. It says that in Surah Al-Anbiya, he was sent down as a mercy to mankind. And these stories, they're, like, they're lessons to us. You have to look at it like the people of Thamud, the people of Yasin, the people of Nuh, the people of um, Lut, the people of uh, Hud. Like all these people, all these nations that were destroyed. And you mm -hmm. see they were destroyed in like the like, harsh fashion. And this is not even the punishment of the hellfire yet. And we're we're not going to be destroyed until because we're the last um, and we're Allah, the last nation. Wallahi, it's crazy today because the people they don't reflect. Yeah, the, pe the people today think we're any different from the people before us. Think huh. about the Roman Empire; they probably thought the same way that we thought. They think like they think in the West they're on top of the world, but mm -hmm. they fell just like they will fall. Empires we have to fall. think about the yes, em all they empires crumble. fall. Yeah, why that's crazy. And you know the other thing is right going back to you know even the five daily prayers right you ask allah at least five times a day praying your obligatory prayers right you ask him guide us to the straight path mm -hmm. you know you ask him this five times a day and right before that what do you say you know you alone we worship and you alone we ask for help and then right after that he says uh, guide us to the straight path you are asking for his guidance five times a day just from your basis of salah and whatever you ask for on top of that right so even as a true practicing muslim you might be you know, might be a pious person you might not try try your best to stay away from sins and yet you are still the one asking at least five times a day to keep mm -hmm. uh, for allah to keep you on the straight path now imagine the ones who are not seeking guidance at all you know 
you, you see exactly what happens to these kind of people and the people that even came before us, right? Like you said, you know, Allah has turned them into, a, you know, a story to tell us, you know, as a reminder, as a lesson, because we as human beings, we tend to forget. We always forget. We need reminders. This we is forget why we, where we come from. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we need the reminder. This is why we're told to pray five times a day. You know, not... Yes, but mankind is too arrogant to put his head on the ground, even though he came from mud. He came from sperm admitted. And yet you're too arrogant. You think you're too high to put your head on the ground to the one who created you, the one who fashioned you, the one who gave you the ability to breathe, see, hear, and talk. And yes, and going back to the ultimate purpose, right? There has to be an ultimate purpose for every mm -hmm. single creation. Yes. Like, just imagine, right? Like, yeah, we all we all live, you know, different lives, right? You know, some people say, you know, I like to live for my family, live for, to, to you know, help people. And these, these are all great purposes, right? But what is the ultimate purpose that we can truly say is fits to every single and creation? And it's ever living. And every single creation fits the description of worshiping Allah, you know, all the all the animals, the heavens and the earths, mm -hmm. the human jinn kind, you know, worship willingly and unwillingly, right? Mm -hmm. It's just the human beings and the jinn kind who have the freedom to disbelieve and the freedom to believe, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the, looking, uh, what, what you were saying, looking at the uh, the one who created you, mm -hmm. you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he tell like, he, he gives us so many avenues to, you know, find his find his mercy, find his guidance, find his protection. You know, there are so many du'as that you can seek refuge from and people are like too worried about what's around them. You know, I understand that like people have, they have urges, you know, people have desires that are really strong. Like we all have them, you know, I have them myself as well. And you know, the, but I'm telling people, I'm telling you right now, if you're, if you're worried about where you're living because of the fitna around you, because you know, there are atheists who can cast doubt in your heart. There are Christians who may be, be able to cast doubt in your heart or other faiths that may be able to cast doubt in your heart. And you know the one thing you have to do, you have to seek refuge in Allah. You have to like you have to. It takes you back to the roots. You know, it's the the basis of Islam, the pillars of Islam. You know, you have to you have to look at that. But then you also have to look. There are six pillars of faith. You know, understanding, believing in Allah, His books, His angels. You know, the the six pillars of faith. You have to put that into your um the five pillars of Islam. You know, look, they look so simple, but when you when you actually go through with them, you see how complex this like the beauty of Islam is. Like it's not it's it's so easy to do. But in your heart, it's so complex simple. because it spreads all over your body. It's like easier it's, yeah. said than done. Yeah, and simple is not always easy. Yeah. Just like how how so many supplications, they always say, "Oh, light on the tongue, heavy on the scale." It's the same thing in life. Everything you do, when when you think about Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala first, like if if there's something bad that you might do, let's say you have friends who who drink and smoke and party and all this stuff, mm -hmm. and you hang around them, and you're afraid of doing that, then you could say. I'm either you're either not going to do it or you're going to leave them for the sake of Allah because you fear Allah more than trying to please these friends because you don't want to give into the Allah, peer pressure. Like what, what good would that give you? Like atoning to the like the worldly life. Like what good would that give you? It wouldn't give you any good. You have it's, to get your priorities it's, straight. It's you have to stay on this pleasure, right? It's, it's temporary pleasure. Even even in this world, right? Nothing that lasts a long time comes easy, and vice versa. Everything mm -hmm. that everything that is you know temporary, short pleasure comes so easy. Yeah. Like for instance, right. Things that people desire a lot, like alcohol. It's so easy to get your hands on alcohol, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But let's say a million dollars, right, which would fix a lot of people's lives. Things a lot of people desire. It's not easy yes, to go thing, and make a million The thing that will dollars. break you is easy, but the thing that will make you is hard to exactly. get. Exactly. But like, who told you anything in this life was going to be easy? Who told you succeeding was going to be easy? It was never promised it was going to be easy. It was never, it was never promised it was going to be easy. You were not entitled to anything. You, had, you have to go and work for it. You're not entitled to anything. Just the fact that you're alive is already a blessing enough. Yes. You know, what you do from there is, is if you just were, If you were to try and count the blessings that God you, gave you, 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 never would never, you would never count them. You would never count them. Well, like that, bro. If 
to remember these facts, to remember these thoughts, that's what will keep you on your deen no matter what. To remember these blessings, the ni'mas that Allah has given you. Yeah, like one of the, one of the things, right, that, that was talked about in the khutbah, right, in the most recent drama I went to. So it was the, it was the thing about being grateful, right? And it talked about how you looking at people that have more than you will only ruin you. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to be looking at them and you're going to be like, you know, why do they have that? And I don't have this. You know, it's it, you become and so many bad things come out of it. You know, enviness, jealousy. Mm -hmm. You know, you want what they have. You can't get it. And then you start to feel the doubt in your heart. You, you start to be ungrateful to Allah, mm -hmm. you know, and so many more things. Right. But instead, you know, what are we told to do? Look at people who have less than you. This right here will be will be a key factor in making you more grateful. Right. You're going to be more happy for the things that. You have been blessed with, mm -hmm. right? And you know, th this this right here, right, will also keep you more on the dean, right? You know, the more the more you look at people who have less than you, the more you're gonna wanna help, the more you're gonna wanna engage, the more you're gonna wanna spread, you know, the positivity, the and you know, just the support, right, for these and, kinds of people. And it's crazy because in the most recent khutbah that I went to on the Friday prayer, the Sheikh he was talking about making yourself available to the people and helping the people. Yeah. Like, not only, like, helping yourself, like, yes, it's good to remember God and help yourself. And, like, once you're on that path, go help people. A servant of God is a servant, a servant of, of the people. Yes, you must help the people. You must make yourself available to the people. Yeah. It, that in itself is ibadat. And th then think about it. Think about it. You've done good in this world. And, like, you're com you've completed your mission. You've, uh, you've submitted your will to God. You've helped people in this world. you left behind things for the people of this world. You made the world a better place. I want you guys to understand, like you viewers, right? I want you guys to just think about this. Have you ever met someone in your life who was so ungrateful? You do so much for this person. They like It's like they don't even care about anything that you've done. Yep. Now imagine the one who created you, who created the heavens and the earth, who gave you eyes to see with, a nose to breathe with, good lungs, working lungs. Yeah, imagine you know, all these things, right? And you are so <laughs> ungrateful to him. And on top of that, you disbelieve in him and, or you worship partners with him. Like, you know, this is why, you know, this is why it's so bad. Imagine how bad you felt when someone was just ungrateful to you. For you, let's say you just bought them food a couple of times and you're already mad because. No, no, no. Imagine this. Imagine, Osman, imagine I gave you a kidney transplant and you yeah. didn't say thank you. No, matter of fact, you said thank you to him. Yeah. <laughs> you said thank you to someone else. You say you associated a partner with what I gave you. Imagine how that would and make me feel. To, he had nothing Imagine to do with Imagine how that would make me feel. I would, I would want to destroy you right on the spot and take my kidney back. But no, that's not what God did. <laughs> yeah. And For Allah real. is so merciful, right? You know, yes, even, the people, even the people who disbelieve in him, who, who take partners besides him, right? Who are so ungrateful. He still gives them time on this He still earth. gives you time on this earth. He still gives you time to change. He still gives you, you know, Allah is the most just, right? You know, whatever mm -hmm. he does, right, is, is just to everybody, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you're, you cannot fathom that, right? In your little simple mind, right? Mm -hmm. compared, compared to his wisdom, right? You know, it's, it's nothing. So, you know, the next time you're out here being ungrateful, right? You Remember know, I just need you to think about that. Right, you know, it's crazy. <laughs> Allah subhanahu wa is the most just. You know, everyone says life is unfair. If life's unfair to everybody, life is fair. I know everyone has heard that. Yeah. You know what's crazy? <laughs> Allah can either take your soul in your worst state or in your best state. There's no in between. There's no. There's no staying like you know. You're it's, you're neutral. It's like. it's it's like you either worship the devil or you worship God. You can't worship both. You know mm -hmm. it's impossible, right? You mm -hmm. either follow one. Yeah. You, you you and you have the choice to pick. Mm -hmm. You know what I wanna. What I was gonna say, like personally for myself, if people are like shy about about their dean or struggling with their dean or or something like that. You know, confidence in your way of life goes a long way. That's where that's where knowledge comes from. You know, I wasn't confident in my dean until I sought out some knowledge, until I was able to explain to people the stuff that, like, the questions they would ask me. You know, they'd mm -hmm. ask me some questions, and some things I'd know, some things I wouldn't know. Yeah, you know, the basic stuff you could you could ask me, and I could tell you, like, oh, you fast you fast for a full 30 days? No, no, no. Like, no, I don't fast every single day. You know, I fast from sun, <laughs> sun up to sundown, yeah. that type of thing. That You yeah. know, those questions I can answer. But then one day I start asking, like, like, where did the belief come from? Like, what does the Quran say? This type of stuff. Or, you know, I really respect... Uh, 
uh, your belief in this and that and how you're disciplined in this and that and that type of stuff. And they could ask me questions about the prophets and what we believe and all that type of stuff. Then, you know, that confidence, like, it came through and it makes me be, feel like that true joy in being a Muslim. Because I'm like, dang, people, like, they feel help even if they're not a Muslim. Mm -hmm. And they, and like, they can see the confidence radiating off of me because it's not me. I'm not confident in myself. I'm confident in my in my faith. You know, mm -hmm. I yeah. I have no doubt in what I believe in. You know, mm -hmm. I have no doubt in the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one true God. That is it. And the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he's his messenger and his slave. And when that confidence, it starts radiating to other things that you do in your life. Mm -hmm. Like... When you can when you can start going out and praying in public, then you know that you like you're doing something right. When when the time of prayer comes and you see you're outside and you're like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm gonna go pray. I'm gonna stop whatever I'm and doing. Life, I'm gonna go that, pray. That confidence does radiate. You know, every time we go out in public and we're with our brothers and we're all wearing thobes in Jalabia and sometimes we'll pray outside, the people people will come and ask us. Yeah. They'll ask us, like, who are these people? They'll they'll think to themselves, when we walk into the room, everybody's looking at us. They'll think to themselves, like, who are these people? What allows them to walk with such subtleness, humbleness, like it, it's a snap. It really is a snap. Like, yeah. Uh, I had I had a couple times where I've prayed outside and, you know, I was around people like they, they were not Muslim. They, these were teammates of mine. And I was like, and I'm praying there. Like my, my coach knew, but players didn't know. I didn't tell them I'd go pray. I'd just tell my coach. And I went there and I'm praying. And I see a couple of players. They walk by me. And the only, the only thing they said, they said, respect, respect. They were just saying respect, respect. And then they came after I was done and they dapped me up. They said, hey, man, I respect what you do because you're like, I see how how disciplined you are in your faith. And then after that, like a couple of times, they'd ask me questions about Islam and all this type of stuff in the prayer and like why we have to pray at certain times and all this type of stuff. And it was like, their, their interest in it, I could see like, mm -hmm. this interest, because it radiates in everybody. Mm -hmm. It has yeah. to. Like, it never, has to. And on top of that, they've never seen anything like that, right? Mm -hmm. So, and before I get into like, you know, other faiths, I'm going to just talk about, you know, Islam right now. You know, when we go about, like you said, you know, just seeking knowledge about Islam, like when yeah. you read the Quran, right? You know, what's one thing we as human beings want a lot, even from like, let's say our significant others, reassurance, right? We yeah. always want to know, right? You, like, you praying five times a day is a lot of reassurance, right? You recite the Quran, you reading the Quran, you going to the Quran as your source of knowledge, right? And you go and reading that has a lot of reassurance. The Quran says all over it. This is for those of understanding mm -hmm. or on a day which there is no doubt or it says, uh, so there is no doubt in, in their faith. You know, things mm -hmm. like that, you know, a so lot, they, a were, lot, they were reflect. Exactly. So, and on top of that, the challenges that the Quran presents, you know, pr producing a chapter like it or had this been from other than Allah this and have many confidence. contradictions or things that the prophet couldn't have known 1400 years ago. These, these all create confidence, right? And when you, once you come to know, you're like, wow, like, you know, you, you just fall in love with it even more and more and more. And then me, me personally, right? I would look in, I'd look into different religions, like especially Christianity and atheism, right? You know, the two most, you know, the two biggest things right now, right? Mm -hmm. And on top of that, you know, Hinduism, Buddhism, and all these other religions, right? The more I study these religions, the more faith I have in my Islam. I'm like, you know, alhamdulillah for Islam, right? Alhamdulillah, I didn't fall into this, right? Because mm -hmm. once you truly know Islam, and once you truly see these faiths, and once you truly see what the world really is, you know, you're only going to be even because more thankful for the, the thing is, here's what I notice when I read into these other faiths. You can see error in those, like, in those, like, ways of life that they have, that the humans created up. Because th that was not stuff from God. That was for, from the humans. But, like, in Islam, you can't find any errors. What are you going to say? And on top we, of that, we worship you, God. You can, like, what are you going to say? There is no errors in Islam. You can see the difference between when a human being is speaking and between when Allah is speaking. speaking yes. Like, it is such a, it, even though it's very simple. Go read simple, your Quran. Like, it's, Go read your, yes. it's very simple, right? Even the English translation, right? English translation is no longer even considered the Quran. And even this is powerful. Mm -hmm. You can feel the effects of it. Mm -hmm. But... You know, for instance, right? Like, especially like, especially when I read the Bible, like, there are some verses I'm like, 
I feel like this is this is this is from God. Like I feel like this is God speaking to me. And then other verses, I'm like, you know, you can just tell. You're like, like what is this? Someone modified yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, well, they were, this was plagiarized or copied. You know, for for the people who wonder how do we get on Dean, one of the first Hold things. Hold on, I that, wanna I wanna well, bring up another point. What? Um, first, how to stay on Dean is to not give up. Don't ever give up. Like. When's the, who do you guys remember the guy who gave up? No, no one did. Like, listen, <laughs> you know, if you if you never give up, you have nothing to. And worry you about. can, and this is not just for Dean. This is for all aspects of life. If you if you go one hundred percent on something and you never give up, you you have that type of discipline. Like, there's only success waiting for you at well, the end of the, the line. If you use the Dean, if you use the discipline of Islam with yes. everything else in your life, like let's say school or your business, you can never fail. I promise you, never. And that's a that is a promise. Yeah, yeah, I promise you that. You because can never look, fail. The discipline of Islam tells you whether no matter where you're at, even on even on like a day like Jummah, you you're supposed to drop everything and go mm -hmm. go to the khutbah and mm -hmm. uh, and pray uh, Jummah because the rewards like you can't you can't fathom those types of rewards. Mm -hmm. But if you say if you say oh no I have to work or I have to do this or I have to do that now like now people are looking at you like. Like, is this more important than you trying to make it to Jannah? Is this more important than you trying to earn even, the mercy no, of Allah? No, not, not even people. Even Allah says in Surah Al-Jum'ah, leave your business. Go and um, go like and search for the bounty of Allah after you have prayed. And remember God a lot so that you may be successful. He tells you, he gives you the characters. He just says, go and leave your businesses, leave your tenants, go pray, go pray the Jum'ah Salah. And even in congregation, you feel you feel the congregation where all those Muslims are in the and same what building. Does it say? What, is, what does it say after? Go back and, and do and what you're doing And then go back before. and do what you're doing. The, look at the practicality of, of Islam. That's, yes. You know, subhanAllah. And speaking, speaking of that, look, for me personally, <laughs> listen, because uh, I wanted to answer the question personally as well as like objectively to like let people know the the way Islam uh, looks at it. But the way that it, it approached for me, like finding the guidance of Allah, was I looked at, I, like I've reflected on myself and how, what was going on at the time that I was getting closer to Allah. What was going on at the time was uh, I was... I was not hanging around many people. I was barely going out with people. I was praying, but I was like, you know, I didn't truly understand what the meaning of prayer was. You know, I didn't truly understand what the words I was saying in the Fatiha was, you know, that type of stuff. I wasn't truly understanding the, the benefit of prayer, but I was praying. And, you know, that, that, that was a start. And then as I started getting more knowledge, as I started to understand, oh my, like, oh, my God, what look at what the Fatiha says. Like, I'm, there's something so much so great in here that I was not, like, fathoming, like, People, like, you see that people say it's the it's the it's the opener for a reason. Mm -hmm. It's 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 a literal conversation just between you and Allah. Everything else, like if you were to if you were to read any excerpts from a surah or any surah like any of the short surahs in Juzama and stuff like that, you can use it as a supplication, right? But this this is the one thing that you have you say I mean after every single time you read it for a reason because this is you like declaring to Allah like I need your guidance. I can't do this without you. It's only you. It's only mm -hmm. you who who can guide me. And I need your guidance from, uh, from the path of Shaitan, you know, the the path that has angered you and that has you have led astray. Mm -hmm. And so when I was looking at that type of stuff, I was finding that I wasn't hanging around people like because there are du'as and there are times where you can see that Allah will separate you from things that are not good for you, mm -hmm. and you you can see that you mm -hmm. you can ask those questions like oh why would Allah do this and why would Allah do that or why would a loving God do this and that you see people who ask those questions, mm -hmm. but then when you start to reflect on like how did how did you get better from it like how did you learn from it what lessons came out of it then you you start to find your answers you don't you can't just start asking questions and think answers are gonna fall out the sky you have to search for the answers yourself mm -hmm. and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala tells you to do that you t go find your answers, 
But you, you can find the answers quicker if you make supplication to Allah. If you only speak to Allah, you can't go asking someone else, hey, how can a loving God do this? Well, you're not going to, can you answer me? Huh? Can you can you tell me? No, you can't. Go open because your you're Quran. not God. Go open your Quran. You yeah. Find out. Go read. Go <laughs> go seek knowledge. Go find your answers. Allah is crazy because um I be like when you with you saying that it brings up another point like and staying on your deen and staying on the right way of life. Look at the people around you. Like imagine you know the one thing that's forgotten among Muslim men nowadays is going and praying in congregation con congregation in the masajid. Yeah. Imagine like you're you're standing in the lines with all your other Muslim brothers, all the other Muslim men. And you, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, all praise due to Allah, the Lord of the worlds. Yeah. Like every single other person just heard that and every single other person is contemplating that and every single other person is thinking about that. Just as you are. Like imagine, imagine the confidence you gain. Like look at all these other people like me. You know, like even, even going to Jummah, for instance, right? You see, what do you see like, that's, that's kind of strange, right? You walk into the masjid, right? For a non-Muslim, they were see, you just see people sitting on the ground. Just listening to the imam give the khutbah. Mm -hmm. They're all, all these people are just paying attention. Like what, what, what has all their attention? Why are they sitting on the ground and what has their attention, right? Mm -hmm. Is, is, you know, learning, learning about Allah, right? You know, learning about the deen of Islam, right? Like, look, this is, this is how much, how far people will go, you know, mm -hmm. humble themselves. They'll put their head on the ground. They'll sit on the floor and listen, and listen to the khutbah, right? You know, mm -hmm. all these things for the sake of Allah, right? You know, Wallahi, you'll see the biggest brothers. They're, exactly. they're all they're all the same. The biggest, the shortest, the smallest, the tallest. They're all the same. The oldest, the youngest. It's like there's no distinction over there. There's no age. Everyone's just worshiping. They're all like they're sitting down. They're looking because they all have one goal. They yeah. all see one goal. Yeah, like bro, going to Jumaah. That's one way you can help yourself stay on the dean. If you can't make it to the to the and masjid that's why it's obligatory. Week, yeah, if you can't make it every single every men, single day or every single prayer or whatever because you don't live very close to the masjid, you have to try to make it every single Friday. You know why? Because like when you go as a Muslim, when you go to Jumaah and you see all those people sitting around look facing the direction of the qibla listening to what the imam has to say you know the reminders he's giving you the warnings he's giving you telling you like mm -hmm. he's giving you glad tidings of jannah or he's he's giving you he's warnings giving you about the hellfire you know, he's, he's giving you knowledge like i come i come out of juma every single friday more knowledgeable and, but at the same time i feel in my heart like i could feel allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inside of my heart like he, he tells you in the quran he's closer to you than your jugular vein and i don't feel any closer to him except for when i'm in makkah and medina than i do at juma there's no there's no better feeling be, uh, than being at Juma, seeing in congregation and then you know being able to say a dua like um you know my lord forgive me forgive my parents and forgive all the believers and i'm looking at all the believers around me in the room and all the believers in the world but i could see the people around me i'm like hey i want allah i want to meet all of you in jannah you know i want I, you are all my brothers here you know allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yes the conversation in in uh the prayer is between me and him but all of you are having the same conversation we're all seeking the same type of knowledge we're all seeking the same type of guidance you know we're trying to stay on the path of islam when you have that there like that's a connection between you that's why we call ourselves brothers and sisters in islam you know, that's, there's unification there. We're all facing the same direction. We're all putting our head on, on the ground. And you, you know, you see the beauty of, of this, right? Allah makes things obligatory because Allah doesn't want you to stray away from the path. This, Allah, Allah loves these deeds the most. That's why he makes them mandatory. You know, you're not going to be separated from me. You're not going to, you know, this is, this is Allah, right? You know, I'm, you're going to pray these five daily prayers. You're going to, you're going to be in Jannah, right? You know, I want to see you in paradise. You know, when, when the people go to the hellfire, this doesn't benefit in all, Allah in any, uh, in any way. Allah is angry when he sees his creation enters the hellfire. That's not yeah. what he created us to, to go for, right? But of course, if you are deserving of it, you will be there, you know, just, just know that. But uh, and imagine that notion. Imagine that notion. You were the, uh, among the people who 
like who failed like you know effectively in, in the quran right allah says uh he will ask the people how long were you on earth for they will say a, a day, day or, or half, half of a day. day yes right and you even see today wow time goes by so quickly exactly like time you know, flies where's the time gone it was like yesterday yeah <laughs> there you go you know a day a day and a half a day but look the thing is you know these people will only be asking for another chance what will allah say to them Sit in there with disgrace and do not speak to me. Imagine Allah, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the one who your creator telling you this. Besides Allah, you have no helper. That like, How are you going to feel? That line just hit, dog. You know, Sit in there with disgrace and do not speak to me. You know what made me think of that? Because we, you say this, right, about the hellfire, and we, we were talking about who, you're, who you hang around. One of our biggest enemies as a Muslim is the munafics, the the hypocrites? You like you could say, oh, I have Muslim friends, but you have to look at them. What, who like what type of Muslim are they? Are they someone who's proud to be a Muslim? Where's Muslim like the word, uh, the name Muslim on their sleeve, but also practices it, not just has it on their name, saying, oh yeah, hey, I'm Muslim, and like, or they're they're a Muslim in, only in Ramadan. You they're, they're a oh, sheikh yeah. in Ramadan. Yeah, Ramadan like, no. Muslims. They yeah, only no. Muslims. Are they are they a Muslim who truly practices, who's truly seeking knowledge, who's truly truly trying to better themselves on the path of Islam and the path of Allah? And you know the Sunnah of the uh, Rasul alayhi salatu wasalam. Are they someone who does that right? Because there's first off, there's a whole surah dedicated to the Munafiks. Second up, the Munafiks Munafiks are said to be the worst of people who are going to be in the hellfire. They are going to be in the lowest part of hellfire. Not the people who committed shit. And the reason why the people who committed shit are not going to be in the lowest part, who are not the most hated um, of creation, or who are like who are going to be the worst punishment, is because the Munafiks they know what shit is. They know exactly what it is, yet they still don't believe. Yet they try to tell people that they're Muslim, or they try. They say they pray, but they pray sometimes, or they do certain things. Like, like I said, Ramadani Muslims, they they yeah. pray, but they pray sometimes. They only pray when it like when they think they need to. But you see, that says a lot about people. If you're someone who only prays during Ramadan, that means okay, yeah, you know, when Shaytan is locked up, when all the Shayatin are locked up, okay, fine, yeah, you can you you feel like a you notion know that, to that little to bit of pray. iman, yeah. yeah. There's a little bit of iman inside of you, but then when Ramadan is over, look what happens. You know, Shaytan Shaytan controls your desires; he controls you. You know, but, you think you think you have control over things, but no, you don't. And if 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 this is describing you, you know, as a viewer. Don't think it's ever too late, right, to come back, right? You yeah. know, this is the shaitan playing games with you. Mm -hmm. He's gonna say, "Oh, how can you go ahead and do this?" Or you didn't, you never, you didn't pray for five years straight. How can you just go back and pray now? No, you need to go ahead and do it. You know, the prayer is exactly what's gonna help you get off of that. It doesn't just happen overnight, right? You need, you need to want it for yourself, right? And this, this is how you stay on the dean, right? It's you know, it's little by little. It's a lifelong journey. Islam is a lifelong journey. It's not yep. something that just happens overnight. I'm not gonna wake up the next day and be a hafiz, right? You know. Mm -hmm. You have to you have to want it for yourself, right? You know, anything anything you want to be successful in life, you have to want it for yourself. You have to go ahead and push yourself, right? You always want to do better, right? Yeah, and look, that goes for people who say they have a halal to haram ratio, or people who will be on like TikTok and social media talking about haram police and all this. Why would you why would you even be enabling that? Like you're no better than anybody else who's outside of Islam. Because we're supposed to be setting an example. You know, we're, we believe we are the we are the faith. You know, we believe we are the faith from the beginning of time that all these other faiths have been corrupted and they, they are not the true faith. Like we are strict monotheism, the true like true monotheism, right? But people are here talking about I have a halal to haram ratio. And if you understand that what you you have you do stuff that is haram and you're actively not trying to stop it, then what type of person are you? How can you call yourself, uh, tell people, oh yeah, I'm a Muslim, but I do such and such. There's no dignification in that. There's no dignity in that. Like exactly, you, you, there's no dignity. There's no dignity. Like how how can you like tell people um, that like how can you be known as a Muslim if you do something like that? 
I mean, it's the same way, right? Like, you know, growing up or, you know, you, you see some people around you are just two-faced, right? You know, they're, they're one way here, one way, you know, the other way. And it's the same thing, you know, this is why munafics are so disliked in Islam. That's why they'll have the worst punishment. You know, Allah says, you know, amongst mankind, there are some hypocrites who say, we believe in Allah on the last day, while in fact they do not believe. They lie to Allah and those who believe, but they only lie to themselves and they do not realize. You see, just imagine that. You lie to yourself. You don't, you know, you're only making a fool of yourself. Yeah, that's Surah Baqarah. Yeah, listen. For for the Muslims, if you're someone who says you have a halal to haram ratio or you like the, the title of a hypocrite can describe the things that you do, then you need to really look at yourself because... Uh, I understand there are people who are struggling out there to be on Dean, but I'd rather you struggle than you not do anything at all. Because a lot of like for the munafics, for the people who are hypocrites, they they don't struggle on Dean. They're okay with how their Dean is. They're okay with saying, oh, they pray sometimes, or they only pray during Ramadan, or they 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 fast some days and they don't fast some days. Basically, or, they only do it when it benefits them. Yeah, they do. They, they they are Muslim when it benefits them. They are Muslim by name. Like when it benefits them, you know, they're, they're not even sure if they truly believe in Allah and, uh, and the last day, you know, they're not truly sure if they understand who, what the prophet Ali Wasallam was, that he was sent as a mercy to mankind. They don't truly understand that. And I don't think they will understand it until they're, they're truly tested, uh, with a trial that like really truly tests their faith. People will be tested by that type of stuff, but they think it's just a part of life. They don't like when, when we were watching, um, Black Panther, y'all remember when, uh, What's her name? When Shuri went in the little ancestral plane thing, mm -hmm. they said they uh, she should be buried for their for their customs, you know, their cultural thing. Mm -hmm. But the reason she didn't want to is because what's it called? What's his name? Killmonger. He said he didn't believe her, right? Uh, he didn't believe in it, or she didn't believe in it, right? Mm -hmm. That's the same. That's the that's the same way I'm thinking about it right now as the hypocrites. They don't truly believe that there's there's paradise or there's a hellfire or that there's a last day or something. Well, Allah said, in fact, they do not, not believe. believe. Yeah, he just said that. No, I'm saying, but. Because some people they can say they believe it, but I'm, they don't like well, they like in their in their in their mind you can say, but in their heart there there's nothing there. Well, that's the thing, you know, your iman you don't just lose it overnight too. It's, it's also vice versa. Your iman doesn't just lose overnight. It happens over time. You start to indulge yourself yeah. in sins. You start yeah. to be far away from Allah. You stop caring. You know it through hardship or whatever it may be. You know this but is the thing about a hypocrite is the thing about um, hypocrites is that like when discussing it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes like the characteristics of a hypocrite in like the Quran. Like they get up for the prayer lazily, they're not focusing on their prayers, stuff like that. And but like the thing is, we'll never truly know who's a hypocrite exactly. and who's not because we, we can't see when anyone's can't, That's why I don't I really care about a, discussing this. Not, we can't say anybody in particular is a hypocrite, right? Yeah, we don't you, truly Allah you don't knows, know who, but I'm talking about if, this, if this description fixed you. Please, you know, fix yourself. You know, mm -hmm. and it's a reminder for yourself, or it's a reminder for me, a reminder for them. It's a reminder for everybody, Look, right? We can't truly say it, but I've seen people with my own eyes. I've known people with my own eyes who will like they'll, or I've seen videos, and they'll say, "Yeah, I'm Muslim, but I I do this," and I'm like, "You know, it's wrong, right? It's haram." They'll be like, "Yeah, I know it's haram, but okay, I'm just having fun," and I'm like, "I don't. I'm not gonna call them a munafik to their face, but like for me, I'm like, bro, I cannot yeah, associate no, with you at all." But dude, have you never seen the video Al Sharab Al Khamar Laysa Bikafil? Kafir, the what? one who drinks alcohol is not a kafir. The one who commits in is not a kafir. The one yeah. who's gay is not a kafir. None of, none of that makes them kafar. Yeah. Like, and, and well, he doesn't say none of that makes them a munafik, but none of that makes them a kafar. To say someone, you can't call someone a munafik, I, you didn't call them it. Yeah, I'm not calling them because you can't you can't see what's in their heart. But I'm saying that's like, why when I'm discussing the this, traits, it's really. I'm saying, but the, the traits, yeah. yes, the traits. You you get up for the prayer lazily. Like, okay, let's say you 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 only pray sometimes or each day or only pray during certain times of the year. If you're struggling to pray, okay. If you're okay with that, 
then like, wallahi, my brother, I don't know what to tell you. Well, no, no. Well, I do, I do know. know what to tell you. Well, here's what I'm going to tell you. <laughs> you know, you need to get on the dean. Start, you know, learning about your religion. You know, knowing why, you know, you what really is, should. Why, knowing why Islam is the truth. What do you think is the main cause for, like, for people becoming hypocrites? Well, like I just said, you know, the process. Do you don't, don't lose, know their you religion? Don't, you don't lose the iman. It's, you know, it's a process? You know, it's, it's a process, right? First mm -hmm. of all, you know, it. They don't have the knowledge. So, okay, now on top of the knowledge, they start, even if they know the knowledge, actually, matter of fact, because, you know, there's people that know the knowledge, there's people that don't know knowledge, you know, that doesn't mm -hmm. determine how good of a Muslim you are. But you start indulging yourself. Like, let's say you start going into the clubs, you start drinking, you start smoking. Like, I'm not saying this makes you a, a, a hypocrite, but I'm saying you start doing these things, then you start to find them okay. And then you're just like, no, just this one time, or it's just the last time, and this and that. You know, you, you start to get sucked into that, right? And then, there will be a certain point in time where shaitan will just say, you know, religion is just holding you back. You know, Islam is not, doesn't want you to live your life. Islam just wants to hold you back and not let you do anything with your life. And you're going to start to believe these types of things. And on top of that, even the people that you associate around, let's say you hang around 10 people, they're not praying, they're not doing any of that, right? You know, you're going to start to question yourself. Like, is is, is Islam really the thing I should be following? Is it really that you know, important really right that now? Important? Maybe I'll do it later on. Exactly. And see, this is, this is exactly how these types of people are created, right? So... Mm -hmm. This is why your friend group and your 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 area, your community, that's a, that's your why environment. It's, that's why it's so important, important to be disciplined from like from the beginning. Like exactly. you got to be disciplined. This is why, like when you see wrong, turn away. You just turn away. It's like it's like um like maybe uh, say you're a professional boxer and you see candy, like you just turn away. You don't even look at it because the more longer you look at it, the more you contemplate. Then it's fixated in your mind, and now you're eating candy, and then you're eating pizza, and then now you're fat, and now you're out of shape, and now you're not a champion boxer anymore. It's, and like I was saying, you know, you can apply it to all aspects of go, life. Allah Islam is beautiful. Yeah, just going back, you know, to hanging to around the ten people and stuff like that. Remember. They are not worthy of worship. Only Allah is worthy of worship. Mm -hmm. So you turn your back on them and you say, I only do it for Allah. I don't do it for the people. I don't do it for the society, mm -hmm. right? Only Allah is worthy of my worship and you, you try your best to restrain yourself. Yes, we fall into sins. Everyone is going to do that. You always, you know, want to repent back from your sins, right? But mm -hmm. I'm talking about, you know, it's a process, right? You know, one day you will lose it if you keep, if you keep thinking things are okay when they're not supposed to be okay, right? You know, there's a difference yeah. between the person who knows what they're doing is wrong and the person who... Feels like what they're doing is wrong, but then they try to justify it, right? Yes. You know, the one who justify, yeah, you know, the just the people who say you get taken out of the fold of Islam that like, way. That's yeah. that's not even hypocrisy. That's kufr. Like the you, people uh, who tell, who say, worry about yourself, only Allah can judge me. This type of stuff. But look, in in the in the Deen of Islam, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala tells you He will te He will test you mm -hmm. with like you know losses of wealth, you know, hunger, uh, children, hunger, you know, this, these types of things. And if you can, if you can attribute those types of trials and tribulations to the fact that, okay, this is Allah testing me. This is me getting good deeds. This is me getting my sins erased, yeah. this type of stuff. Then you will start to benefit. You will start to see benefit. But when you start asking questions like, why is this happening to me? Why me? You know, uh, why, why would God do this to me? This type of stuff. Then that's where you're going to start losing yourself. That's where you can start falling out of the fold of Islam because you're going to start like associating different issues with that. But if you are someone who is not actively, you know, um, practicing in, in the way of Islam or you're not doing it like the way that a Muslim should, then you need to start fearing for yourself, especially if there's good things happening to you. Because that is Allah showing you, yeah, you know, I will give you the benefits of this world, but in the hereafter, everything will be stripped from you. Exactly. Your rank, your status, everything will be stripped from you. Your family won't even recognize who you are. What does it say in Surah Al-Qariyah? Ummuhu Hawiyah. His, that, that's saying your mom is the hellfire, basically. Your mom, you won't have your mom no more if you go to the hellfire. That your mom will be the hellfire, and hellfire is a beast. Hellfire will eat you alive and spit you out and keep eating you alive. Man, that's a reminder. <laughs> it's not funny.
Did it? <laughs> That's scary. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. But with that being said, uh, that's gonna close out this Dang. episode. Hold on, hold on, wait. I don't want to close it out. Like, <laughs> I mean, you get, get up and spread out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. It's not funny. I don't... Okay, so that no, that's not funny. What is what I said is what's funny. So the thing is, right? You know, Dang, I forgot what I was gonna say. Look, go, go ahead. Yes, you want us to keep steadfast on your deen. You don't want to be like the one who gets taken out of the fold of Islam, because then you're not you're not a Muslim. I mean, at that point, yeah. it's not that we can do for you. Yeah, you look, left. You you were you were the oh, one that was weak. Yeah. So this is what I wanted to remind you of, right? You know, like going back, connecting to what you were saying. You're gonna be given. You might be given things in this life, like let's say a good family, but it drove you far farther away from Allah. This is a punishment. Whether mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how good this looks, and vice versa. You can have all, all, you know, your wealth stripped away from you and your family stripped away from you. But it brought, if it brought you closer to the salah, that this is this is one of the greatest rewards ever. You know, no matter how bad it looks, right? Yep. See things and, for what they truly are. And it, even being a Muslim, right? You you have that perspective, right? Nothing bad <clears throat> happens to you. It's just a hardship, right? And it's also better for you. It's gonna shape you better as a person. Mm -hmm. It's an expiation of sins. Mm -hmm. You know. These types of things, right? There's nothing bad that happens to you truly as a Muslim. So don't, you know, don't start questioning Allah, right? Be more, be more thankful in in in, in rough times, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, this is what I want to talk about. You like, I don't. You, there's two types of people in this world. There's a lot of two types of people in this world. There's the person who asks God, "Why me?" And there's a person who takes the pain like an honor. Like God told me for this because yeah. he, he knew I could handle it. Exactly. Because he knew I could handle it. I'm just, yeah. I'm just different. I'm just a soldier. There's two types of people. That are, why me? What? <laughs> No, it had look, to be me. Like, why are you, why are you crying for? You, listen, you little. Oh. <laughs> look, this is going to close this out. All right. Remember, as a Muslim, it doesn't matter where you are or what time that we live in. And nothing justifies you falling to sin as a Muslim. You know, we should be steadfast. We should be trying to avoid sin. And we should be trying to take accountability. Yeah, like, should be yeah take accountability. Yes. Look at, look at uh, the Sahaba, for example. Umar ibn al-Khattab, he was an alcoholic and a person who tried to kill the Prophet ﷺ before he converted to Islam, right? But then he became one of the most decorated Khilafah of all time. Yes, he, he served he one of the longest terms. He, he expanded Islam further than any of the Khilafah, right? Yes. And then also look at Khalid ibn al-Walid. Look at how many Muslims he killed before he converted to Islam. But then look at how many wars look, he won look, for the sake of Allah look, in Islam and he became the sword of Allah. That is that is what we should be looking at. That is look, how you just look at deep. Just look at the before and after. Before Islam, Umar ibn al-Khattab, he's an alcoholic. After Islam, he was literally one of the greatest khalifiyat Islam has ever seen. Khalid ibn al-Walid, he literally, he was, you know, maybe kill a, kill a Muslim here, kill a Muslim here. He tried to kill a Muslim, but then he saw the booty of Islam. He became literally the greatest warrior to ever walk the planet. And, and hold on, hold on. Never lost the battle. And you, and you who may be practicing your deen right now, who may who might start to get arrogant, it could also be vice versa. Yes. Look at Shaytan, Iblis. He was one of the great, the greatest of believers. Like, he, he was up there with the angels. And now look at him now. Mm -hmm. He's influencing you now to become the disbeliever, mm -hmm. to yeah. become the mushrik. Yeah, yeah, and then we can end it off with that. But with that, with that being said, you know, assalamu alaikum warahmatullah. We hope you uh, enjoyed this eighth episode of the Dean Tour podcast. You know, I hope y'all subscribe, like, follow us on Instagram and TikTok. You know, tap in with us. Love y'all. All right. And, you know, of course, a reminder, just like every episode, we're not scholars, students of knowledge, open to correction, you know, because we're human beings, yeah? So with that being said, assalamu alaikum warahmatullah. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullah.